انسان جنت از دا پلیس دیٹ ہی ول گین دا گریٹسٹ نعمت وچ از ٹو سی اللہ تعالیٰ سو جنت از سیلف از آلسو دا پلیس آف دا نعمت دا پلیس آف دا باؤنٹی دیٹ از اسپائرنگ فار سو جنت از دا پلیس وی ول سی اللہ تعالیٰ بٹ ان دنیا ان دس ویری ورلڈ اللہ تعالیٰ ہیز made it possible for everyone to achieve his closeness to achieve that special bond with him and this life is really not worth anything without this bond with Allah Ta'ala this life is a very very empty life it's a life that is devoid of any real goodness in it if a person is far away from Allah Ta'ala So this is our aspiration, this is what our effort is all about, that we try and get closer to Allah Ta'ala. And in order to get closer to Allah Ta'ala, we have to adopt the qualities that will endear us to Allah Ta'ala. Among insan themselves, among human beings, it is not external things, it is not material things that endear people to one another. It is sifat, qualities. The example that we repeatedly take, that a person got married to somebody of his dreams, and she came with all the wealth and finery that he, more than what she, he could imagine also. And the beauty that he dreamed about, everything she's got. And now the day he got married, The first meeting, she's talking to him in a very, very abrupt way, very rude way. She'll get a shock. What happened here? And then if she starts using vulgar languages on him, and she starts conducting herself in a way that is totally out of line, then nothing has changed in terms of the external self. She still has the same beauty. She still has the same wealth. She still has all the things that he was dreaming about. But now it became apparent that she is devoid of sifat, she is devoid of qualities, of values. So as a result, now it becomes a burden to even look at her. And in place of any the dreams that he had, it's all suddenly just fizzled out into thin air. And in place of that love that he had, there's hatred. And in moments already, this is all being dissolved. What is the thing that really matters? What matters is tifat. Insan also take to one another on the basis of qualities. Otherwise, sometimes a person, he wants to be far away from, other, from others. Or a certain person he wants to be far away from. Why? This person is very arrogant. This person, he is very, very petty about things, will always keep finding fault. This person is this, and so I'd rather stay far away. Whereas, that person might be somebody close to him in terms of relationship, might be close to him in so many other ways, but also stay far away from him. Because he says the person lacks basic etiquette, basic qualities. So when in sound we cannot get along, get close to one another, when we are devoid of qualities, 
how do we expect to get close to Allah Ta'ala being devoid of the qualities that Allah Ta'ala loves? Just as we get close to others and we are, we like to have people close to us who have sifat in them, who have qualities in them. Allah Ta'ala also wants us to have certain sifat which will endear us to Him. And among the qualities that endear insan to insan, and this is the primary quality that endears insan to Allah Ta'ala as well, is the quality of tawazu, quality of humility. There's a person with humility, a person who can humble himself, everybody loves him. Person who can humble himself, person who is down to earth, person who is very humble, then he is beloved to his parents also, he is beloved to his children as well, then he is beloved to his wife, then his neighbors also love him, his extended family also love him, and anyone and everyone he comes into contact with, people he works with, his colleagues, and whoever else. Person who is humble, he is naturally loved. Because this is such a quality that Allah Ta'ala has joined it with every good. And when a person is devoid of this humility, then the opposite of humility is pride. And pride, takabur, takabur brings along with it every other vice, every other malady of the heart. Where there's takabur, where there's pride, there'll be hasad. Where there's takabur, there will be malice. Because takabur always wants one to be one above everybody else. And when he sees something not going like that, somebody else is going beyond him. So now he starts having malice against the person, starts having hasad against the person, because I should be above everyone. I should be first. Now how he will do it? So now takabur gives rise to hasad. Takabur gives rise to malice. Takabur will give rise to giving taklif and harming others. Because now if I can't be above him, then I'm going to bring him down in some way. So now how can I harm him in some way, bring him, cut him to size? There'll be takabur, there'll be ghibad. Because now if I can't bring him down in some other way, I should talk ill about him to others. And somehow bring him low in the eyes of people. There'll be takabur, there'll be slander. There'll be takabur. And there will be a whole host of vices. And in this tawazu, this sincere humility, for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, and what is tawazu all about? What is humility all about? Humility, sometimes we must understand it to mean that to speak about oneself as being humble, not to claim humility. Tawazu is not claiming humility. Tawazu is believing one is nothing. Believing sincerely from within that I am nobody. I don't deserve any kind of recognition. I don't deserve any kind of consideration. I don't deserve anything. I am nobody. And if anybody is giving me any consideration, it is not because of what I am. It is because of their goodness. It's not because I deserve something. It's because of that person's goodness. That person's good qualities. His humility. And his kindness, his compassion. Otherwise, I deserve nothing. This is the reality of Tawaz. When this becomes a belief from Buddha, and this is not something just for us it is words, but those who truly possessed it, this was a reality in them. One of his senior most qualified, Muhammad Hassan Amritsari Rahmatullah. And another great, very great personality that was his Khalifa also, Hazrat Mawla Khair Muhammad Sahib Rahmatullah. <coughs> One day both of them, these two people, Hazrat Mawla Khair Muhammad Sahib and Hazrat Mawla Hassan Sahib are sitting and talking. One is saying to the other that somehow when I'm sitting in the Majlis of Hazrat Amir Rahmatullah, Majlis of our Sheikh, I just feel that in this whole gathering, whoever is here, I am the worst of everybody here. There is nobody that is lower than me. So one expressed that this is a feeling I get. The other person responded and said, this is what you feel. I feel exactly the same. 
He is discussing this once he is this so feeling I get that I am the lowest in this whole gathering. There's nobody worse than me. The person said, I feel the same. He said, Well, is this something we should be feeling like this really? Maybe it's a good thing, maybe whatever it is, let us express it that both of us are feeling the same way. So let us go and express it on the time This is what our feeling is, whatever advice we may be in this regard, he'll give us. So they came to express this to him. So they said, This is what we were discussing, and it just happened that one mentioned that this is a feeling he has when he's sitting in the Majlis, the other said it feels the same. So what advice we have in this regard? Tamir Akhtulale replied to them and said that you are saying that this is how you feel. MashaAllah, this is a very good feeling. But let me tell you the reality and the truth that when I am sitting there, I am 100% certain that I am the worst of everybody. I am telling you what is my heart, that at that moment, I am 100% certain that I am the worst of everybody. This wasn't just words. This was, they were talking their heart, they were talking their reality. But this is that tawazu and humility that Nabi Islam says, Man tawada alillah rafa'ahullah. That the one who will truly humble himself for Allah Ta'ala. And humble himself with who? This is something that we generally tend to think that humble ourselves, meaning with those who are senior to us. Then our star or Sheikh, or some great alim, or the Imam of the Masjid, or the Mufti of the town. Obviously, he will have to humble himself in front of people that are senior to him. But this is not something qualified. Man Tawada, the person who humbles himself for selected people. This is something which is general. The one who truly humbles himself. With who? With everyone. He humbles himself in front of everyone. And when a person truly humbles himself, then there will be a host of other good qualities that will come along with it. When a person will truly humble himself, then he will have control over his anger. Because this anger comes from takabbur. This anger comes from pride. Uncontrolled anger. A person just now, everything is just Everything in his way becomes a victim of his anger. Let alone insan, even if an animal comes in his way, that will become the victim of his anger. And if things come in his way, that too will get broken. There will be a glass in his way, that will get smashed up too. There will be a door, that door also will have to be now making daughter Allah, Allah, Allah save me now, because I'm going to get banged. Anything will come in his way, this will be, everything will now have to bear the brunt of his anger. But where this anger came from? This anger came from that takabur. And when this tawazu and this humility, then anyone and everyone will bear the, or, or will taste the good fruit of this humility. So now that anger will be under control. He won't be blurting things out. Won't be now, in the hadith regarding Rasulullah after the discussion of his tawazu and his humility, and further in that, in a lengthy hadith, then the various other qualities of Nabi Sallallahu are mentioned. And all this is linked from the root of Tawazo. The Nabi Sallallahu regarding him, as Ali radiallahu says, that Qana Rasulullah Sallallahu Nabi Sallallahu was very, very easy going, very, very soft natured, layin al janib, very soft natured, easy going. Person with very soft, very soft nature, easy to get him to now accept what you want from him, to get anything that you require from him. And then he further says, Laysa bifazzin, wala ghalizin. Neither was he foul mouthed. Rasulullah's qualities are the things that we have to bring into our life. Ittiba of Nabi Sallallahu following him, following his sunnah, is not confined to using the miswad, that's a very great sunnah. It's not confined to having the beard, that is wajib. It's not confined to how we eat, that is a very great thing. 
is not confined to how we walk. That's also a very great thing. But the sunnah is beyond that also. These are all things that we have to adopt. person adopts every quality of Nabi Wasallam, And these are also things to adopt. That he was not foul-mouthed or using harsh language. Somebody always now shouting, Neither was he hard-hearted. He wasn't hard-hearted. Very soft-natured. Very soft-hearted. Very compassionate. Very kind. With who? With everyone. Starting off right in his home. Right in his household. Wala sahabin. Wala ayyabin. See, Nabi Sallallahu was not one who would shout aloud. In one hadith it comes that even in the marketplace, Wala sahabin fil aswaq. Even in the marketplace he would not shout out. Now, why the marketplace? What is the marketplace going to do with this? Because in the marketplace, in the bazaar, person who normally doesn't shout anywhere else, many such people also come and start shouting in the bazaar in the marketplace. Because everyone is shouting at the top of their voice. In such a place also, Nabi Islam won't shout. So can it be imagined him shouting at home? That is out of the question. He was not one to find fault. One is to go and dig out somebody's faults. And the other is that even if you didn't go to dig out the fault, something became apparent. Now a person keeps picking on that fault. This is in you. And you see you did this. And this is how you conduct yourself. And this is what your problem is. Now keep picking on those faults. That was not anywhere close to the way of Rasulullah <coughs> And wala mushahin, neither was he miserly. Nabi Sallallahu was not miserly. Unfortunately, many a times a person would be very generous in places where the generosity is not required, which is actually not generous, is wastage. And where he should be generous, and to his own family, to his own wife and children sometimes. Unfortunately, here a person will be very, very tight. And where he shouldn't be spending there, he'll be very easy to spend. Whereas in the hadith, Nabi Islam says, You start off with those closest to you. Obviously, not in wastage, but to the extent of a person's capacity, he spends first on those who are closest to him, his own family. That's where he starts off from. So Nabi Islam was miserly. And the Azwadi Mukaharat, he would sometimes, later on in time when there were the expeditions taking place, a lot of booty used to come in, there were times when the entire year's allowance he would give them in one time. That was a different matter altogether after that that they also spend that in the path of Allah Ta'ala and on the poor and needy, that after a while, they too, sometimes months go by, and there was nothing to cook in the house. But the Prophet had this generosity, that when it was available, he gave it to them. He didn't skimp on that. And then further, Ali takes regarding Nabi Sallallahu Nabi Islam had totally abandoned himself from three things. Three things, he never came anywhere close to it. Now, actually, all this is linked to the same aspect of tawazu and humility. That a person who is truly humble, then he can have all these qualities. Then he won't be foul-mouthed, then he won't be hard-hearted, then he won't be somebody finding fault all the time, picking on faults. He won't be somebody who has all these problems in life. It all stems from the root of tawazu, from the root of humility. So Ali Rajnava says further that Nabi Islam totally abandoned himself from three things. Al-Mira' wal-Ikbar wa ma'ala yani. One is disputes, arguments. Let alone find an argument, try and pick on an argument, try and trade an argument, or become the source of that argument. If somebody else started it off also, he would be the one to totally just diffuse it and be away from it. 
never to get engaged in it. One is to become the means of that argument, or to start it off. Allah Rabbi didn't even get into it if somebody else started it off. He was far away from it. Now where? Anywhere, everywhere. Within the four walls of the home, or anywhere else in the world. It's not something qualified in any particular place. Everywhere. Al-Mira. This is something that destroys the noor of the heart. And it becomes a means of so many difficulties in a person's life. And the second thing he says on Iqbar, pride. Again the same topic. There was humility, so there was no pride. And this too is something one is to claim it. The other is on the spot. There was a Yehudi a Jewish alim, Rabbi Zaid ibn Sa'ana. So he once, he came to Nabi Wasallam and he, there was some deal he did. He sold some things to Nabi Wasallam and he said, okay, fine, you can pay me after certain period of time. So he, the time was fixed. Two days before the due date, he comes and he grabs the, uh, he was not yet, he did, had he accepted Islam yet, he grabs the sheet of Nabi Islam at his neck and he holds it forcefully and in a very harsh manner says to him that, would you pay me my debts? You people, family of Abdul Muttalib are all the same. Always would just keep delaying payment. Now when he did this, the Umar was standing close by. When he saw him, according to one, the words of the narration are, that Umar Naro's eyeballs began spinning. Not literally spinning, but he, the anger that now came into him, that is this the way you are talking to Rasulullah And he said to him that, had it not been for some other issue, I would have beheaded you here. Because there was a pact between Nabi Salaam and the Jews at that time. And had he killed this person, then would have created a major problem in this pact with the Jews. So had it not been for that, I would have beheaded you here and now. So Rabbi Salaam looks at the Umar very calmly now. He has just been spoken to in this harsh manner. A person catches him by his garment and is now talking to him in this very, very harsh way. Can we ever tolerate somebody doing that to us? Nabi Islam looks very calmly as the Umar and he says to him, Umar, both of us were in need of something else. And who is talking to us at Umar and he saying, both of us were in need of something else. You should have told me to pay in time. Can we imagine Nabi Islam saying to Umar that you should have advised me that I should pay in time. Whereas this was not yet due date, it was before due time. And he's just telling him, you should advise me to pay in time. And you should have advised him to ask in a good way, to demand payment in a proper manner. Now he's been demanding the payment but in such a wrong way, so advise him. This is not the way to go about it. And at the same time advise me that I should pay him on time. Then he says to him, now you go and pay him his due. From wherever the Prabhupada's whatever his that amount of days that we kept, go and take that and pay him. And give him so much more in lieu of what you just did now. What you threatened him with, that you would have beheaded him. And you threatened him, in lieu of that threat now give him something more. So, so in any case, Ramad now takes him and he pays him that amount that was due to him and then gives him that extra. The person asks why are you giving this extra? He says that this is what I was instructed to do by Rasulullah that what I threaten you in lieu of that I must give you this extra so he asked him that do you know why I conducted myself in the way I what I did, how I treated him he says why did you do this he says that I had seen all the signs of Nubuat, whatever was mentioned in the Torah, everything I had already seen it in the Wasallam. but the one aspect which I had read there which I wanted to still test because I hadn't yet seen that that one of the aspects mentioned about Nabi Islam in the Torah was that the more somebody becomes ignorant with him, 
the greater will be his tolerance with them. <laughs> and now I have seen it for myself, and therefore you bear witness, Ashhadu Allah ilaha illallah, wa Ashhadu anna Muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluhu. That I am accepting Islam. Now this was sifat. This is the qualities that bring insan close to insan also, and bring insan close to Allah. So this is something that Nabi Islam was far away from. From any kind of tatabur, any kind of pride. Rather, this was his tolerance, his helm. And this helm also comes, tolerance comes with humility. To the extent that a person is humble, he'll be able to be tolerant. And to the extent that he lacks humility, he won't be able to tolerate anything. <laughs> then his policy will be, don't tap my toes. Because I'm somebody, you can't tap my toes. So that'll be his policy then. And a humble person, he'll have unlimited tolerance, depending on the limit of his humility. And he'll take everything in his time. This is the example Nabi Islam is showing. And this was mentioned about him in the Torah already, from before, which this person now wanted to just test out. That the more somebody became uh, ignorant with him, the more somebody uh, dealt with him in a negative way, the greater was his tolerance with them. And the last thing that he mentioned about Nabi Sallallahu that he was far away from these things. The third thing was Omala Yani. And things which are of no use, futile. Things that don't benefit a person in dunya or akhirat. Something that benefits in akhirat, obviously, that is the biggest thing and the greatest thing. But even if something has this temporary benefit of dunya, then too, the person has something that is doing which will benefit him in dunya. Fine. He will earn a living, etc. And if he does that with the right niyat, then that too will become akhirat. He's earning a halal living with the right intentions, then that too will become akhirat. But in any case, something that benefits him in dunya, that too is fine. And benefits him in akhirat, then what can we say about it? And something that doesn't benefit a person either way, that is what is termed as layani. And the layani, this is something which borders many sins. It often may not be a sin in itself. In some cases, it will already be gone into the borders of sin. But many a times, it starts off with layani, and then it goes into many, many things which are bakru and then haram also. Many a times, one is, for example, now a person is engaging in something that will give him some kind of exercise, whatever, very good. But now a person is spectating what's going on somewhere, some football taking place somewhere, whatever else, some other games, some sport. Now he becomes absorbed in that. Now he's following the scores and what's going on. And then after that suddenly he's shouting, we won. Now somebody asks him to share something with me also, you want so much. He says, no, they don't even know I exist. Now this is the futility and this is the, even the stupidity. One is that a person does something and then he is made to feel good about it despite the fact that what he has done is something foolish. But he feels very good about it. So that is now a compounded thing. That is what the propaganda and how these things are all manipulated. They make a person feel good about the foolishness. Make a person feel very excited about his foolishness. Now this is all Layani, now how often it happens, when people will talk about it then, that when I make Allahu Akbar, same thing is now playing in front of me. A person sometimes, if he's got that extra concern for his salah, then now he'll have to wrench himself out from there to go and perform his salah. But in the salah also, now that poor Imam Sahib, if he's reading some qirat and he's absorbed in his qirat, then this person in his heart is now, that all the time there's some kind of Baddua coming for this Imam, how long is taking now? I will go back and watch my game now. Uh, the poor Imam is getting Baddua, for he's having a little longer Qirat now. So now the whole Salah also has become dedicated to the same thing. And how many people's Salah becomes Qaza and whatever else happens, that is now no more in the level of Layani. That is not confined to now futile things. This is gone beyond that. This is now destroying a person's being. And then admiration for those who are devoid of Iman. That becomes a person's condition now. He 
for talking so often about it. More than the time that the name of Nabi Islam comes on his tongue, comes the names of these people who are devoid of Iman. That becomes the situation now. Every now and again that person's name is coming. This. So where does this take a person to? Allah's Nabi Islam, this is the sifat and the qualities that have been mentioned about him, that he had kept himself totally away from three things. Mira, any kind of disputes, arguments, well, ikbar, and all kind of, anything to do with pride. He was totally free from pride. And all kinds of futility. He was totally free from these things. And then, He had also absolved people from three things. Kept people safe and free from three things. From himself. That three is also included already in this first three, but that is the kind of emphasis that is to be mentioned. Kana la yazummu ahadan. That Nabi would not, uh, he would not rebuke anyone and castigate anyone on something to do with dunya. You are useless, you can do nothing, a waste of time, and all kinds of titles of this nature. Nabi would do nothing of this nature. He had nothing to do like this. When he would talk to somebody, there were words of such words that would come from his mouth, from his Mubarak tongue, that would bring happiness to the heart of the next person. Not break anybody's heart. And he would not be finding false. He would not be digging out a person's mistakes. These were things that Nabi Wasallam had nothing to do with. And he kept people safe from it also. So these are the qualities and the sifat that bring a person close to Allah Ta'ala. This is the root of everything, tawazu, humility. To the extent that a person truly humbles himself. And this humility commences with, the word is tawazu in Arabic, which indicates that a person forcing himself to become humble. Initially it will be something that he will do to force himself. But when he continues to do that, force himself to humble himself, to hold himself back, to, from venting that anger in the wrong place, from just blurting out anything, from always having it my way and always want to do it the way that he wants to do it and not being considerate of other people's situations not being considerate of other people's feelings and especially those who are closest to him and he will force himself to now consider their feelings he will force himself to be kind and compassionate he will force himself to take second position he will force himself to put others before him and in time, as he continues forcing himself to do this, to do the right things, this will start becoming part of his nature. And in time, this tawazu and humility will become a natural thing in him. But this comes by associating with those who have tawazu in their lives. By reading about the lives of those who truly possess this quality. Starting off from the seerah of Rasulullah and the sahaba kiram and all the lives of the Ahlullah and the Awliya, everyone without exception possessed this tawazu and humility. Nobody has reached any stage of wilayat without tawazu. So this is something that we have to focus on, this is something that we have to keep talking about, we have to keep listening to, we have to keep thinking about. As many times we discuss this point, that often we listen to something, we speak about something, but what we then don't do after that is digest it. It's like a person ate something, mashallah, he ate very, very nourishing food, but he didn't get digested, he just got flushed out. So it doesn't give him the benefit it should give him. It tasted nice while he ate it, enjoyed eating it, but then when the time came to use the energy, he got flushed out. So that's the job half done. Merely having a good taste about it is not everything. It must now give the body the energy. So likewise, when we discuss sometimes some things of the qualities of deen, etc. So at that moment, it sounds nice, it might feel nice speaking about it, whatever else, but then we have to digest it. And that digestion requires that a person spares some time to reflect upon it. He sits down in solitude and thinks carefully about it. What was spoken about? What was? What did I say? What did I hear? And now how much of this is in my life? 
in all the various things in life, from the morning to the evening, today how I spent my life, and how many places was there were, was genuine humility, and how many things I did which was that which stemmed out of pride. Now how am I going to bring this into the way that Nabi Salaam is taught? To sit down and think about it, to reflect over it. When a person will sincerely, deeply reflect, now this will create fikr. This will create concern. That reflection will create concern. And now when a person is concerned about something, when that true concern comes, that will drive him towards rectifying it. A person is very worried, very concerned about that the taxman is going to be now, there's an order coming up. So now that drives him to do many, many things. He will be sitting in a family function also, everybody is laughing and joking and happy. He's also apparently laughing and joking, but ask him what's his heart, where is his heart, how he's going to sort everything out. Because it all affects his dunya now. And if this is not sorted out, he could lose his dunya. But dunya a person loses today and sometimes gains tomorrow also. But if he lost out in akhirat, then how are we going to compensate that? So this requires this reflection which will bring about this figure, this concern. And when a person has developed this concern, now he'll inquire. And how do I rectify this? These are my problems. Otherwise, generally a person only discuss the dream that he saw himself flying in Jannat. I saw this dream, I was flying in Jannat. But then the other part of the dream that he saw, whatever else, the opposite of it, that part of it that already now, well, then I can't have be expected to speak about everything one time, that for some other time. So the issue is that we need to focus on sifat. Sifat are what will make us close to Allah Ta'ala. This is what our aspiration is, this is what our effort is all about, to get truly close to Allah Ta'ala, so that we become His beloved servants, and when the time comes for us to leave the dunya, we live in a way that Allah Ta'ala is pleased with us, and we gain direct entry into Jannah. الله تبارك وتعالى جب استطافين آخر دعوانا الحمد لله
what is the tender note, Ya Allah? You recognize what is the one cent also, Ya Allah? Ilahul Alameen, you have to keep your recognition, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, how far away we are, Ya Allah? Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, grant us your mahifat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us your mahifat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us your mahifat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we love all our material possessions, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we have met your project, learn how to love you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you grant us your mahifat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make your mahifat dominant over everything, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us the love of Rasulullah, Grant us the love of his Mubarak way of life, Ya Allah. Allah enable us to follow the sunnahs of Rasulullah. Allah save us in the ways of the Yahud and Nasara, Ya Allah. Allah put the hatred of the ways of the Yahud and Nasara in our hearts, Ya Allah. Allah make sin detested to us, Ya Allah. Allah make us hate sin like how we hate filth, Ya Allah. Allah let us love the Quran, Ya Allah. Let us love Salah, Ya Allah. Give us the love of liquor and dua, Ya Allah. Give us the love of good actions, Ya Allah. Give us the love of highest qualities, Ya Allah. All the great things in the Sudullah, Allah, we also ask him for all the good, Ya Allah. Whatever Nabi Islam sought refuge from, Allah grant us refuge as well, Ya Allah. All those are sick, give them Shifai Kamila, Ajila, Mustafira, Daima. Allah remove every taste of the illness, Ya Allah. Allah go with any kind of difficulties and hardships, remove the difficulties, Ya Allah. Financial difficulties, Ya Allah, grant them peace and happiness, Ya Allah. Allah give good jobs to those who don't have jobs, Ya Allah. Allah grant halal and tayyib risk to one another, Ya Allah. Look at each one's risk, Ya Allah. And all those who have raised their hands to this dua, Ya Allah. And let you know each one's heart, Ya Allah. You know each one's aspirations, Ya Allah. You know each one's difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. And let you each one's difficulties, Ya Allah. And let you each one's worries and hardships, Ya Allah. Allah, Allah, you fulfill each one's needs from the grave, Ya Allah. Grant each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Allah, Allah, and all those who ask us to make dua for them, and grant them the best of dunya and the best of Allah, Ya Allah. Remove all their difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Allah, unite the hearts of the Ummah, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of spouses, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of parents and children, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of brothers and sisters, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of families, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of the Ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Ya Allah, you grant us the best of dunya and the best of Akhirat, Ya Allah. اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعانك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحابه معين والحمد لله